You're now listening to the Thousand Story Podcast, presented by Thousand Story. What episode? What episode is this? Twenty. Episode twenty. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Today's episode is brought to you by Rice Krispies. No, it's not. I no. 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 Wish. Lacroix. Enjoy a Lacroix. I also wish. Today's episode is brought to you by water. Good old tap water. You can find it in your tap, inside your home. Them try and true municipals. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Thousand Story Podcast. We are your hosts, Najee. And Luis. I'm drinking, drinking that the- tap water that we're sponsored by <laughs> right now, so... Indeed, you know. <laughs> and it's been it's been a minute. So this is episode twenty. Congrats yeah. to us! You know, made it that Amazing. far. Beautiful, beautiful message. But uh, more than that, uh, this is the we, we've kind of been switching it up. So this season, we decided to record or pre-record uh, most of the guest episodes, and then save like five of them for you know kind of real time stuff, like stuff that's happening right now. So when you're hearing yes, this, some. this shit happened last week. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, so. With that being said, what <laughs> has happened in this past week, Luis? Uh, yo, there's been a lot going on, actually. So, uh, things we're going to talk about today, okay. First of all, Apple is releasing their, their streaming service. Uh, more information about their streaming service. They're not their actual full streaming service. But, um, so, that's actually today. They're releasing it today. As, hey. as the day that you're hearing this, which is March 25th. Uh, is that the date? No, t- March 20th. Twi- oh, wait, when they're no, hearing it. When okay. they're hearing it. <laughs> That's right. When this episode is dropping, March 25th is when they're releasing information. So if you're hearing this on the first day, check out some information on Apple. Um, we're also going to be talking about Disney because they're also creating a streaming service, yep. Disney+. Plus. Um, and there's a lot of information that's come out about that. Um, also, uh, last week, Kuko uh, signed a deal. That's a big deal. It was a crazy deal with Interscope Records, and uh, we're also talking about Najee quitting music. Oh, oh, you know. So we'll get more into that. that? We'll we'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. Uh, First, let's dive into this Apple business. So, if you're not familiar, um, Apple themselves, you know, so Apple Inc. You know, Steve Jobs, rest in peace. That company who uh, owns your iPhone. I mean, I love Steve Jobs. He was kind of he, he was, was kind, kind of, of a dick. dick though. But hey, you know he made he made good products. Hey man, we wouldn't have touchscreen phones if it wasn't for him. He, he was a visionary. No, he was, he a, was visionary. a visionary. But uh, now they because they're seeing declines in well maybe not because of it but um, in recent times Apple has been seeing declines in the iPhone sales finally. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you know people are realizing that. Um, after Steve Jobs died, you know the the ingenuity that went into and 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 the vision that went into creating new products kind of dissipated. So they just kind of yeah. made different versions of the iPhone, right? And they just kind of kept changing little things about. And the it's iPhone. honestly not even really been changing that much. Like they've just been changing specs. You know, like the new iPhones, the, yeah. the XR or the XS, yeah, whatever. There's they are. XS, XR. The, it's X. the same phone as the iPhone X, the yep. iPhone 10. Um, with just like slight modifications on the cameras and like the AI chips, like there's there's not really much. They're not they're not they're not 
you know, step. They're not evolving. They're just yeah. They're not creating something new. And you know, and it shows in their sales. So recently, oh, yeah. I, it was uh, either earlier this year or last year they released their sales report for I think it was Q4 for last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally saw that iPhone sales were peaking and starting to decline, yeah. um, and did decline uh, considerably. So as a result. And again, I don't know if it's a direct result, but they started moving more into the service domain and the software domain. Yes. Um, so they started uh, basically putting more priority on services that they offer, like iCloud, um, and they're going to be building out more mm-hmm. app-based services and utilities uh, to kind of bring Apple back into the forefront of tech, not just the hardware side, because yeah. they've mainly been in the hardware game for with the iPhone, the iPad, yep. the Macs, MacBook Pros, that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, now they're, they're Apple Home. Yeah, system. and the Apple Homes, the Apple um, Home series, all of that. Um, so now that they're moving back into the software sector, actually, I don't think they, they really have, ever. But they have a lot of software. I mean, because they because they bought out Logic, right? That's true. Yeah. So any musicians who use Logic, that's an Apple product. They have GarageBand, which is baby basically baby Logic. Yep, Logic Light. You know? <laughs> yeah, Logic Light. Um, um, well, so, well, they have their. Um, I mean, their native apps, even like Pages, their. What is it? Presentation? I don't. I don't even remember that, what they're called. But they have a but few like apps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro, which um, is huge. Yep. And so they they've yeah. been in the software game, and they are powerhouses, yeah. but only in very specific, like like for for production type mm-hmm. purposes. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get more into the consumer based uh, type software realm. Yeah. So a lot of the, the cloud based storage service type thing. So they already have iCloud. Um, which is a service that if you have Mac products, you're familiar with. But it's basically, it's like Google Drive, um, but it's 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 a virtual storage service that's synced up with Apple products. So yeah. if you have an iPhone or MacBook or anything within that ecosystem, um, you're able to store your files, store your passwords, yeah. notes, that kind of thing, in there on their service. So no matter what, all your devices are synced up. It's actually pretty useful. Like for me, um, I've used it for like photos. Right. Like if there's a photo on my iPhone. It's also on my iPad, and, and it's, it's also on my Mac, you know. <laughs> it's also been, you know, used negatively. Well, not used, but it's been hacked. You know, so oh, if you yeah. were the, the great, uh, what, was the, what was the scandal called? Yeah. Uh, they, I think they called it the fapping. Oh, the fapping. That's what it was called. I called it Nipplegate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said Nipplegate. <laughs> Nipplegate? No, they called it the fapping. The fapping. Where, like, yeah. major celebrities had their accounts, their iCloud accounts, hacked. And like all like whoever hacked it just released like every celebrity's nudes basically. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I think that happened in what 2011. That was, that was way back. When. It was way it was, it was since a while that back. point they've you know bolstered no, their security. Um, you know yeah. bolstered yeah. a lot to assure people that their services are safe, and they've been trying to move more into the service and software sector. Yes. Um, so as a result, we're gonna see. You know, less focus on, hopefully, less focus on the newest iPhone model. And they're going to start rolling out uh, more useful software to yeah. you know, use on your current iPhone, which is nice. This is amazing. Um, yeah. But one of those things, uh, if we're talking about software, is that they're developing their own streaming service to compete with Netflix and Hulu. And Hulu. And yeah. uh, there's so many, though. There's so many now. HBO Go. But, yeah, they've actually put in a billion dollars so far in creating original content for their streaming service yeah they have i mean i i was reading that they have five original tv shows that have already completed filming interesting okay, which so was the have. octavia spencer um it's a drama called are you sleeping Got so we already it. have some information on certain uh, shows that they're putting out 
Um, there's something else called For All Mankind, which is a space drama um, by the producer Ronald D. Moore, who did Battlestar Galactica and Outlander. I don't Ooh. know if you saw Battlestar Galactica. I didn't. I knew it's a really it. good show, though. I, I, yeah. I always thought there were, there were Battlestar Galactica fans. They were uh, Star Trek yeah, fans. Yeah. They were. They did a reboot though of Battlestar Galactica, and that was this dude, and that got way more popular than the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, so, okay. um, M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, M Night Shyamalan is also doing a thriller, which I'm scared about. I mean, he does not have a good track record as of recent. The last ones. His last good film, I he, think. What was what, what's he doing now though? Like, what are films that he's? Ah, well, that's a good question. Well, we know the blunder that is Avatar. Oh, that was the worst. The last Airbender. Like, that was, was so just, bad. Uh, it was so bad. <laughs> it was, it was oh, sad. But then he can he doubled down um, when he started. He was a producer, I think, on Will Smith and Jaden's project, like Earth something. Remember when they came out with that that joint movie? Uh, oh yeah, no, but he's doing pretty well right now because he did Split and Glass. And got it. He, so like the past few movies that he's put out have been pretty decent. But yeah, he did go through a period of like yeah, it was rough. right after uh, the Lady in the Water. You yeah, remember that movie? Yeah, I remember that one. The Village was great though. I did. Eh? You don't like it? Village is I. I was really into it. Wait, that that is the one. Is that the one with uh, Zoe Deschanel? And no, 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 no. The Village is the one where like it's like these pilgrims living in. You okay, know, and then there's like monsters attacking them, and then at the very end, spoiler alert, turn it off if you don't want to hear this. And then at the very end, <laughs> <laughs> we find out that they're living in modern day, but somebody uh, bought a plot of land and they just decided to live in their own community in their own God, plot of land. Yeah, no, no, that, that was a different one. See, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. another one with Zoe Deschanel and I think Mark or, or Donnie Wahlberg or something like that. I don't remember this. That shit was trash. Yeah. Um, and but you know the last ones that I knew of that were good. Uh, were Unbreakable, which is part of the split part of glass the yeah split glass yeah I haven't um, seen them I haven't seen any but, but I, I know knew they're popular them. yeah they were really good yeah. uh, and then the six cents uh, the six six cents sense yo I watched that movie too young and it yeah, scares it, it, me to what? this day really yeah that's crazy like when he gets locked into that room and he gets like there's like scratches all over him I, I remember know, that that's crazy that was that was a wild movie oh or the dude the kid. Who's like, yo, let me show you where my dad keeps his gun. And he turns yeah. around, there's, his head's blown off. That shit was wild. That was crazy. Oh, and Signs? Signs was good. Oh, yeah. Signs was really good, too. Anyway. Yeah. He, anyway, yeah. He had a prime. And yeah, then yeah. he fell. And I think he's trying to come back. I think he's so, yeah. Back. So, he's doing a thriller for Apple. Um, and then Rob McElhenney? 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 I don't know. And Charlie Day. They have a comedy. They're the, they're the guys that uh, do um, It's Always Sunny. In Philadelphia, got it. Um, Ooh, and then so an Apple exclusive, oh, yeah, Always Sunny. That's gonna be interesting. Which should be really cool because it's it's Always Sunny. Is such a good show. You, you know, know most of that show is improvised. Really? Yeah. They huh. just have like a basic premise, and then they have a, a scene, and basically like a start where they want to start, and, and then end. an end, and where they want it to go, and then the rest of it is just like completely improvised. <laughs> it's amazing. It's inc- it's an well incredible done. show. Yeah. Well done. So, but um. Yeah, so the Apple streaming service is, is really interesting because they're including other things into it. So, for example, like Netflix isn't other streaming services, I should say, not things. Mm. Netflix is not going to be joining Apple streaming services, which How's, I kinda, wait, when you say they're not going to be joining, what do you mean? I, just, I don't think that their like programming is going to be on Apple, which makes sense. Got it. 
Got it, got it. No, that makes sense. But also, I'm not sure if that means that Apple's streaming service can also house other streaming services. Because it is a hardware and a software company now. Could they create a deal where they have, like, you know how you can pay for, like, apps on the App Store and have, like, recurring payments? How you used to be able to do subscription plans with Netflix? I wonder if they could do that under the Apple streaming app so that you can just pay, like, one big bill and get Hulu, HBO Go, Netflix... Except Netflix is not going to join. But you know what I'm saying? That would be smart. I think on Apple's end, just for yeah. license. But realistically, I don't know if the companies themselves are going to join that. Because they already have so their own platforms. And yeah. they already have their own means. They don't want to have Apple take a percentage for literally no reason. So that's why I'm kind of confused as to what it means when they say Netflix isn't joining the Apple streaming services. Yeah, that one is... I'm going to assume that just means that they're going to still... Like, Netflix is going to have its own app. They're not going to try and port over Netflix shows and and kind of, like, consolidate everything into one thing. Netflix is still going to be a competing service on the Apple Store, Mm -hmm. um, but it'll still be its own competing service, uh, which is cool. You know, it's healthy. You know, we don't like monopolies. Monopolies are bad. So they're apparently unveiling a television and video service. Interesting. So what's the television service about? That's, uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, I think it might be something similar to like Sling. Okay. So it's like internet TV type thing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, that, that would totally make sense. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's just a natural extension, you know, internet TV, internet mm-hmm. movies, internet, like, you know, like, on demand stuff versus real live stuff. It, it, yeah, they might as well just try and corner that market for their own self. So I, I get it. That's really that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is uh, that's the service or like a general overview of it. Um, so if anybody has you know Apple products, go check that out. Uh, let us know what that's like. Yeah. I mean, we have Apple products, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So, so interestingly enough, even though we talk about it, I personally. I'm only going to be dedicated to like one or two streaming services max. Well, that's a lie. I, I currently I have. I don't know, man. I currently have Amazon Prime, but that's indirectly. Like I pay for the Prime service for the mm-hmm. shipping, right? And the, and the benefits that come with like the two day, all that stuff. And the Prime video comes as a result. But, uh, you know, the, the only ones that I actually consistently pay for are Hulu and Netflix. Those two just kind of cover everything, TV and movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like, there's so many that are coming out because like, not only is Apple creating a streaming service, but Disney's creating a streaming service, the right. Disney Plus service, which is, that's just meant to house like all family-friendly Disney products. So mm-hmm. like, you'll you'll see like all the original like Cinderella, Snow White's, Got all it. the Marvel films, which are all family-friendly, uh, probably all though? Pixar. Most of them are. I mean, most of them are what PG thirteen. Oh, okay, so when they say family friendly, they mean like PG thirteen. They mean P- yeah, PG thirteen and below. Hulu, which is also owned by Disney, is going to house their more adult products, got, got like or, it, or, or uh, yeah, shows products. Right. Well, so Hulu is actually yeah. owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney, which yeah. is why that all that makes sense. And it's crazy because like Disney, once they come out with their streaming service, they're gonna pull everything. So for like all Marvel, all Fox. All Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars, uh, that one crazy Michael Jackson movie. <laughs> uh, I just found out the other day, though, that Michael Jackson was in this movie called Captain EO, and it was written by George Lucas, 
and it was directed by Frank Ford Coppola, the guy who um, directed the Godfather movies. Damn. Wait, was it the... Um, Because I remember there was a Michael Jackson movie It was like, it wasn't Unbreakable or something like that, where it was like... He he was you saw his face and then like his face breaks into like a million pieces. Like look up look up Michael Jackson uh unbreakable movie or something like that. See? I don't know, man. This one he wears a white movie. suit. And this one. Okay, so Michael Jackson. What did you say? His face face breaks into a million pieces? Yeah. <laughs> this Wait. is such a weird Google search. Just just try like face shatter or something like that. Uh, I think it's just going to pull up stuff about how he changed his face. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's just going to be like. <laughs> so wait, go, go to images. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no. it's, just, it's just, just pictures of Michael Damn. Jackson's I face we'll... when he was black and then when he was. A zombie. <laughs> and then, and then a zombie and then white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. But um, yeah. yeah, they are coming out with their own service as well Disney Plus yeah and it says it's slated for late 2019 so you're probably gonna see so I guess then where does that put you know cause we were talking about this where does that put like their uh, Marvel series that came out like darker Marvel series that came out on Netflix that's on Hulu that just so ports over to Hulu they're gonna remove everything from Netflix by late 2019 oh. and all that stuff all the darker material is gonna move over to Hulu cause that's their more adult platform Disney Plus Got is it. strictly gonna be PG-13 and below I think, I'm pretty sure PG-13 and below, um, but it's only going to focus on family-friendly stuff. So most of their like larger releases, like like the anything Avengers. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. is probably going to be released on Disney+. Disney+, Plus. Plus. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. That definitely Which makes is crazy. sense. But just the fact that they own so much, I mean, like, you... I, I can imagine that they're probably going to have, like, a live TV option because they also yeah. own ESPN and ABC. But that does give us an incentive. Um, so... Because they are a newer service and they're trying to put in, they're, they're, they're pumping a bunch of money into, we don't know how much Disney is pumping into original content creation, but I know that they are going to be creating original content on yeah. the Disney Plus side, oh, yeah. especially new Marvel series like Daredevil, new Star Wars Jessica series, Jones, that kind of thing. Yeah. So on the music tip, that means there are definitely going to be opportunities for placements. You know, there's definitely going to be room. For or not Rome, but they're definitely going to be creating a lot more content and seeking a lot more um, music to license and create for these original shows. So keep that in mind, you know, musicians, yeah, anybody, you know, like keep a lookout for what Disney's doing um, and see what you know what kind of shows are coming out of them. So like, if you know Insecure on HBO, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, Issa Rae is is kind of known for bringing in. Uh, not undiscovered, but like underrated or, or just like up and coming, up and coming talent and and music on a show and yeah. licensing that. Um, and I feel I feel like that's going to be the move on on some of the shows, not all the shows, but some yeah. of the shows. I feel like there's going to be a lot more up and coming talent appearing on Disney Plus just to kind of bring that market, in, you know, to kind of take people away from the HBO and, and entice people to move over from Netflix and, and those kind of things. So yeah. that is an opportunity. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and others, for and on, you to be making shit for movies, <laughs> get on that. And on top of that, though, weren't we just reading that like uh, Warner Media is also making their own streaming service? Yep, um, Warner Media's making one. Um, HBO's already doing their own thing, but yeah, because is making one. I don't even know. There's so many. 
I, I mean, I was reading about it the other day, too. Oh, DC's making one? Oh, yeah, DC. That's wild. So Marvel, DC's going to have their own. Walmart. Well, Voodoo is technically owned by Walmart, I think. Um, Voodoo is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just look at a list of the ones you can already subscribe to. Okay. All right. Netflix, Hulu, yep. Amazon Prime. So if you have if you have Amazon Prime, right. you get you, their video service. So you should definitely check out their original shows. And Marvelous Miss Maisel is on Amazon Prime, and I, that's it's one very of my good. favorite shows. So was The Man in the High Castle, which is a really great show. My uncle works on that show. It's really, really a very, good very show. cool show. Um, YouTube Premium, HBO Now, Stars, Showtime, CBS All Access. Add on top of that, whatever Warner Media is coming up with, Disney Plus, and DC. Apple, and DC. Holy shit. So it's interesting that we have a lot of these modular packages now. You know, we're moving away. We've been moving away from the, the yeah. cable. You know, we're, we're all cable cutting and we're kind of just choosing what works for us. But it's still, it's it's funny how we're still ending up in these sort of packages, you know. Yeah. Because it's not just a matter of choosing what you want. I mean, it is a matter of choosing what you want. But in order to get the content you actually want, you have to pay premium prices for it. So yep. you're still... The, you know, the costs are slowly, slowly adding up. It's no longer just, you know, seven ninety nine for all the yeah. content that you were going to get on cable. I mean, that was never the case. You were never going to get everything. But yeah, it's it's slowly getting to that point where, we're, where uh, I guess, companies are trying to adapt and still make that bread by making all these modular services that, you know, are all five ninety nine or six ninety nine, yeah. but then only putting them on, like, you know, if you want to upgrade or if you want to get certain capabilities. So if you want like to see Ultra this, HD. Right. You know, you know it's this sneaky little feat. But then on top of that, it's still going to go back to your ISP anyway, because most ISPs, internet service providers, only give you a terabyte of data per month. Very true. And streaming services, I mean, that's that's where you use most of your data. So yep. if you're watching TV all the time by these services that you're purchasing, you're inevitably going to have to get an unlimited data plan. If you get to that point. If I mean, you get to that point. Terabytes yeah. are pretty high. I agree. They you. are. But, but Ultra HD content is also very high. It's also very high. You and know. the quality is only going to go up. Only going to go up. So I don't know. It's crazy because I'm wondering if it's going to cost more. And it's going to cause people to, like, go back to cable or something like I don't like think cable. we're ever going to go back to cable. But, but we're going to need something that's a lot more inclusive than just all these separate modular. Yeah. I feel like we're going to move more into user-created content. Like, the more mm-hmm. we go on. Well, think about it now. We're moving into podcasts. That's podcasts true. are becoming, you're going on the rise because there is no, there's no fee. There's yeah. no, yeah, yeah. there's no FCC regulation. Well, maybe yeah. the FCC regulation. But there's no, there's no censorship. You can do what you want. And you can find your own audience for free. You know, like, I feel like the move by maybe like five years from now, we're going to see a lot more user-generated platforms, Mm user-generated content, user-generated audiences. Like, I I just feel like that's the direction we're going because streaming, everything kind of gets, not just streaming, but like a lot of things kind of get to a point when a company reaches it and, and tries to utilize it. Or like when other companies try to utilize something that one company's done, yeah, that's when shit starts going downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so I, that's my only concern with this whole thing is that not that everybody's going to create a streaming service. It's this you're just going to get the saturation of the market, and yeah. nobody's going to really know what to choose at this point. They're like, okay, you know. I mean, and, and it's crazy because like this, like streaming music, I I feel has been around before streaming video. Yeah, you know. Around. Downloads and we still around. only have Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal, and Amazon, what, Pandora, 
There's still there's a few, but they each have their own like niche of what they do. But yeah, well, yeah, it's, so it's yeah, not, Pandora is radio. Like, right. It started as right, right. on-demand radio. Uh, Spotify actually, like I said, started as peer-to-peer yeah. uh, music, mm-hmm. which if you don't know about this. So Spotify actually started, um, when I when I heard about it, it was based out of Europe still. And it was like strictly limited to the UK right. and, and Sweden or something like that. Um, but when, you, when it gained access, or when the US gained access to it... Um, at that time, it was still a peer-to-peer service, meaning that the the songs that you were hearing and all the storage was kind of supported by the people using it. So mm-hmm. if you're familiar with LimeWire or anything, uh, if you're familiar Bear with Torrance, BearShare, like anything that was like pirating back in the day, you know, yeah. uh, Napster, Napster. Uh, Yazoo, <laughs> or, or yeah. like anything like that, then you're familiar with P2P, which is peer-to-peer. Um, and peer-to-peer means like directly a client to another client as opposed to going through a middle server type thing. Right now, they operate on a server basis where everything's stored on their servers or servers they host mm-hmm. out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so everybody can reach this central server and get access to the highest quality files at any time. Right. But originally, Spotify started as peer-to-peer. So all of their file hosting needs and quality was dependent on whoever mm-hmm. was using the service. Mm-hmm. So say if your friend had a copy of, um, you know, your favorite album, your favorite Jay-Z album, and it was like 128 uh, kilobits per second, right. um, you could connect, or if he was closer to you, he could you could connect to him. But, you know, say you wanted to reach that higher quality, somebody had like a 320 copy, um, you would have to be either closer to them or like select just different variations of those files. Right. You know, because they had, like, several copies, like LimeWire did. And it's, and then they slowly started shifting into, like, a regular music service, and then somehow took over. It was weird. Um, but, you know, and then that that was always their kind of... They always wanted to be that niche, and, uh, and then they kind of shifted. But Apple, for example, has always been in the store market. They've always mm-hmm. been downloads and streaming. Right. Well... Not necessarily streaming, but specifically downloads. downloads. They've always had a central location to go and purchase, and then music. went into streaming. Yeah, then went into streaming with Apple Music. So, but my the thing with video though and video content is that it's so expensive. Yeah, it's so expensive to create because, like, honestly, anybody with a laptop could create music and upload it up to to all the services without true different. You know, I could upload the title and Apple Music and Spotify. Right. And that's now, though. And that's now. Yeah. Right? Which, so I I can imagine that at some point, like, Tidal has has said, you know, these you can only get Beyonce on Tidal. Right. You can only get, like, most of Kanye, most of Jay-Z's work or whatever on Tidal. Do you think that's going to happen? Like, well, do you it, think, it like, Spotify's... Exclusives already happened, you know? Chance did an exclusive deal with Apple themselves. To release yeah, a, but it doesn't continue to happen though like it's not like you know what i'm saying like whereas like in a in a video sense like when you're when you're filming something like that's like millions of dollars right to film something you know and no no streaming service is going to be okay with like all right yeah we'll pay you to you know film this thing and yeah you can put it up on netflix too we don't mind right nobody's gonna do that and the thing is those make sense like the exclusive deals now that that are kind of like that that are happening are for a a specific time period so like they get the initial exclusive so it'll be like a month or six months or whatever the time frame is 
um, and that makes sense. Just as a business who's invested money right. into this video, which is incredibly expensive, they want to make sure they get a return on it, and they bring highlight to their own company. Like right. that's just a business move. Unless we're start, unless we start seeing more production companies with investors, True. creating content and, and then, then licensing the content to different streaming services. At different points in time. Which is what that's what's happening. You have a lot of people who are just coming in with their own teams, coming in with their own production yeah. and just saying, hey, we'll license this to you for such and such. And I honestly, how that's, deals are in. that's how it should be done. Like, for example, yeah. you know, when Netflix licenses a show or when you see something come off of Netflix, like, you know, right. Sad 70 show or on off, those shows are being licensed yeah. to Netflix. Well, yeah, because they're being syndicated. They're being syndicated. Online. But but they yeah. have to pay for that. They yeah. Netflix didn't create that content, so they're licensing out. And I feel like we're going to see a lot of more of that. Or we're going to see a lot more of, of that licensing thing when people get more capability to create that content. Right, right now, we still don't have, as independent creators that much without an investor's influence but right because we're shifting the landscape is, is shifting from you know labels or or production companies to teams and then hiring yeah. out and finding private investors and, and developing a core team i feel like we're going to see a lot more of that licensing out to to companies instead of them producing content and exclusively holding it right you know i, right, I think right. that's a good move though i think that would be yeah i think that would be really cool speaking of though licensing and deals deals uh, Kuko, yes, made a pretty historic move. So, round of applause for week. Kuko. Yeah. Just got signed to a seven-figure deal with Interscope Records, uh, and after, that was after two years of just like talking and, and, and a bidding war between other labels. Like they, there was just a bunch of negotiations yeah. going on. But he's just landed a seven-figure deal with Interscope Records. Now, full disclosure, you know how we feel. Well, how I feel. I'm I'm not against labels at all. I am not. No. I'm like major labels work for other people. They don't work for some people. But the fact that he has been able to negotiate owning all of his masters and have a seven-figure deal that's, that's huge. crazy that is as as a new artist as an up-and-coming artist that's unheard of that yeah. is unprecedented yeah, yeah, yeah because you you don't come into those kind of negotiations with, you know expecting to own your masters period mm -hmm. it's always they own it and then they license or they, they give you a, a cut of the profits which again ranges anywhere from like one to twenty percent right. of your own song but he not only now <laughs> In this case, because we don't know the full details of the deal, I can only we can only speculate. And because it is a seven-figure deal, I imagine, and he owns his masters, I imagine they're going to be recouping a lot, right? But he's basically, yeah. I would assume that it's, it's kind of a licensing deal, um, which ultimately, I really think that's the only realistic thing you would be doing if you right. own your, your masters. They would be licensing it from you. But I do believe that they probably would be licensing a higher percentage like probably anywhere in the like 90, 95% range right. just to recoup. Um, until, you know, until a certain point. I don't, mm -hmm. again, don't know the, the details of his deal, but it would make sense on both sides if it were an exclusive license type deal with like a 90, 95% uh, recuperation percentage until recoup and then right. it would probably right. lower um, after the recoupment. Uh, but again, that is something that's unheard of. For a new artist, it's crazy because I feel like he's he has a better deal than most major artists most. today. Like so, like many. so many, like better deal than like Cardi B or like Ariana Grande uh, or Yachty. Kendrick Lamar or Lil Yachty, or, or yeah, Kanye, yeah, Kanye, even Kanye, even he Kanye, he's got a way Kanye. better deal than Kanye. 
And that's crazy. And, and you just we, recently heard uh, Kanye was uh, he was he was was he sued by EMI or was he? Yeah, so he's he's in legal battles right now. I don't know if we talked about this already, but um, I know I've been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we haven't talked about this on the show. So. I don't think we talked about this on the show, yeah. But yeah, so Kanye, he's been trying to buy, one, buy back his own music. And two, there is like a, a clause in his contract that basically says he can't take a hiatus for a long period of time right. without... Um, like, he, he couldn't be like, I'm going to take a year off or like, I'm going to take a few months off or whatever. He has to continually work on an album, somebody else's work, or just music in general. Right. So it doesn't have to label. be his album. It, yeah. when, you know, which is why he can get away with, you know, dropping a new project every two, three years or something like that. Yeah. Me, of his own. But he's, you know, you notice he's still working on Push's album or he's working with Kid Cudi yeah. or he's working with uh, whoever's on good music yeah. label. Um, so he's constantly working. And it's funny, it's just ironic that his one statement about, you know, he's like, slavery, that sounds like a choice, <laughs> when his own deal is, is, is essentially slavery. musical slavery. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just kind of, but anyway. And Kuko, it's, it's a bummer. It's yeah, such a bummer. It's a huge bummer because he is literally a slave to his deal. Yeah. And Kuko is one of the first ones who's breaking that mold. So, I mean, just yeah. a huge congrats to him for that one. Not but, only that, but, like, he also has what they're calling a no-true-album commitment. What is that? Like, So, what it means that he doesn't necessarily have to release an album. He just has to release a set number of songs. So, wow. if he doesn't want to do an album, I, I think that they're, they're saying that he's going to release his first album this mm. summer. But that's also under this no-true-album commitment, which means that... Got it. Yeah. He That's crazy. He so, doesn't, yeah. FYI, the legal definition of an album is 10. And then not just legal, but as far as Billboard's concerned yeah. or the uh, Nielsen ratings or, or anything. The SoundScan ratings, uh, yeah. Nielsen SoundScan. The, the legal and, and official definition of an album is a compilation of work from an artist or artist, whatever the case would be, consisting of 10 or more songs. Um, EP Man, is anything less than that. Um, is anything a, less than that? Yeah. Okay, and then cool. the single would be obviously a single one, or, yeah. or one to two songs. Um, so the fact that in traditional uh, deals, you mm -hmm. have one album commitments and two options. Um, and options basically are the option for the company or the label to make you produce more. So typically they'll, they'll say... Uh, you, we, we want uh, three albums with options and that means that you have to produce at least three and they have the right to possibly negotiate you doing more before you exit your deal oh damn which sucks that's crazy on top of that it's usually compiled with a 360 deal which is what a lot of the which newer is, artists are yeah. nowadays Lil, I'm pretty sure Lil Yachty was in Lil a 360 Lil Yachty's in 360 deal yeah Cardi B's in know it. he didn't even know it which is crazy so if you heard the Joe Budden podcast shout out to them yeah Um, he went on oh no no it wasn't on the Joe Budden podcast it was on when Joe button was still on complex yes i remember they were talking to him and they asked him like yo are you in a 360 deal mm -hmm. and he wasn't sure he goes he i don't know what sure. that means and that's a scary thing that's terrifying to be in a major label deal and not know what you're in that's such a scary thing because you yeah. are definitely going to be taken advantage of yeah 100 so it's 360 deal we've talked about it before but it basically means that the label that you're with uh, owns everything that you do and gets paid off of everything that you do. Everything. So that means if you're doing a commercial for Sprite, like Lil Yachty, mm -hmm. they're making money off of that. 
Not the music. They don't no. have to do anything with music. As long as it's relating to you or your brand, yep. they get a check, which is crazy. Wow. And they can sort of basically keep you in that past, well, like for a certain you know, time frame past mm-hmm. your contract as well. So say you suddenly quit. No matter what, they still get to be, in, you're still in that 360 deal for another two to five years. The pay, two would be generous. This is normally like five years that you're still obligated to be paying them. And that's a scary thought that even if you exit your deal, you're still obligated to give this company money of your own content for another five years. That's insane. That's the type of deal that is normal. Yeah. Normal, right? <laughs> That's so, scary, man. And then That's what, scary. what else do we have here? So you said that, uh, wow. Yeah. Because he's a Latin artist, they're also going to be um, gets getting support from Universal Music Latin Entertainment. Latin America. That's crazy. Because they're partnered with Interscope. So they're going to release his music in Latin America. So they're literally going to hit the U.S. market and the Latin American market. Which is, you would think, oh, that's the same thing. It's not. It's not. They, the thing that you have to understand about the music uh, market is that it is so uniquely segregated uh, in yeah. the sense that there are entire worlds that can exist in, a, in a, like a music artist's audience that somebody in a neighboring country could have no idea about. Like, oh, for example... Yeah. You can have a Latin American artist who has 38 million, 40 million followers, right? Like uh, Jay Balvin. Uh, yeah, Jay he, Balvin. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Balvin. Rosalia. Yeah. They all... Well, Bad Bunny. And, and Rosalia was put on by Jay Balvin. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. he is operating... I think he's like number three in the world on Spotify. Um, For real? Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's up there. I did not know this. But I literally only heard of him because of Rosalia. Um... But besides that, his own his own audience, say Instagram, socials, that kind of thing, he's at millions. But I can guarantee you, the majority of this the states, the UK, have no idea who that is, or if they've heard of him, maybe like one song. But he yeah. dominates the Latin American market. He's got Yo, he's 13, second in the world in the for world monthly right listeners. Jesus. And that's just because of the Latin American market. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Asia. That has nothing to do with Africa. That has nothing to do with America. That is just Latin America. That's South America. That's uh, Spain. Yo. That's just well, to put I mean, it in that's perspective. Not Spain, but oh, that would be Spain. That's Latin not Latin American, American, but it's Latin. But but it's Latin. But it, yeah, it's Spanish speaking. To put it into perspective, Cardi B is twenty fourth in the world. Right. This man is more popular than Cardi B, and we've and, never heard of him. And we've never heard of him. And he's playing Lollapalooza this year. Yeah, we've never heard of it, that. that the, the power of different markets. Crazy. It, it's it's mind-boggling yeah. how, like I said, just how different yeah. and how segregated they You can have yeah. entire success in one country. There's and so many French artists, too. So many. that uh, Yeah, like like Angeli. Mm-hmm. Angeli is an incredible French artist, and she's blowing up, but nobody in the States really knows who she is. That's crazy. Like, as far as, like, mainstream audiences. Yeah. It's wild. And that's what it is. They're, yeah. they're, right now, because all of these different companies, Spotify, Apple Music, they all have different deals with different countries, and none of them have uh, they, none of them have reach in every country. You know, Apple, Apple, I think, would probably be the closest to being 100% global, but not even on the Apple Music tip. That would just be yeah. on the, the iTunes tip. They're, I would, I believe, I can't, I have to still have to look this up, but I believe they, on the iTunes tip, are 100% global and reach every country. 
um, mm-hmm. in every continent. But Spotify doesn't yet. They only read 69 countries or something. They just recently got into South no. Africa um, into Egypt and something like that. Um, but yeah. again, all of these, they're, they're just segments. They, they're, it's a very segmented uh, kind of industry. And, yeah. you know, the whole race is to try and figure <laughs> out how to, which one you want to pop in on or like which pop off on um, and which ones you can pop off on. For example, I have a, a friend, a Korean artist, his name's Dean. Um, and he is, in, he's hugely popular, like celebrity. Oh, he's huge. In Korea, right? He's huge. It, and, and in the Asian market. But he is just moving over to the U.S. market and he's doing well. But he, you know, he's at like 1.7 million followers on, on Instagram um, and like millions of followers and other uh, other things. But I can guarantee you only like one out of 20 people that I know would know who he is. I only know him through you and my friend Brittany, who lives in Philly, and she's like huge into Dean. Right. And I remember one time I was randomly talking about you and I was like, oh, yeah, he's talking to this guy named Dean. And she goes, no shit. He's talking to Dean. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know what that means. But she freaked out. But he's That's huge. Amazing. Yeah, in, he's huge. But in Asia. In Asia. Not in the States. Yeah. They're very, no. very different markets. So the fact that to bring it home, the fact that Kuko is not only getting a distribution and deal for the U.S. market and whatever um markets that Interscope has access to. So mm-hmm. that's obviously the UK, Europe, yep. uh, things like that. Yep. He's also getting direct access to Universal Music Latin Entertainment, which is a whole other market. Yeah. And you wouldn't think it is, but it is. Oh, it's huge. It's I mean, you're talking huge. all of Latin America, all of South America, mm-hmm. Spain, that's Portugal. Those, Portugal. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a that's a big market. I mean, that's bigger than the US. It is. And he owns his masters, though. And he owns his masters. So well done, Kuko. Congratulations. Right. Well Him done. and Mija. Mija Doris. Amazing. Well Amazingly done. well done. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of music, Najee. Oh, yeah. So. There's this uh, little thing about. Me quitting music. You quitting music. What's up with so, that? So, I'm not quitting, per se, but. The artist that you know as Nashi, right? <laughs> the artist formerly, formerly known, known as, as Nashi. Um, I'm going to be shifting. And it's not to say that Nashi will cease to exist, but there's definitely going to be a shift come yeah, by 2020. You're, you're mm. going to, I'm working on um, several other projects that I really want to devote time to. And Naji has always kind of been, like I've told Louise, the beginning for me. So it's always been this kind of just experimental mm-hmm. accident, accidental success. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> because I started singing about a potato and people liked it. And I was like, oh, OK. But I had no intention of singing ever. You know, I had no intention of really just being a singer songwriter or what people resonate with the most, which is, you know, the singing and songwriting. You know, I, I started as a drummer. I started as a producer. Those are the things that I wanted to do for a long time. And I, you know, I incorporate elements of that into all my music. Yes. But I've I, the further I get into nausea and the more people get comfortable with a certain sound and what they expect from an artist and a certain brand that they develop. Right. The further, uh, the, the, the less you can kind of branch out with that one unless you do a whole ass rebrand you're you're pretty much gonna in order to succeed you're gonna stay in your whatever lane you've created and kind of grow in that lane right. again it doesn't it's not any 
predetermined lane. It's right. whatever lane you've set for that artistry. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a brand succeed, you have to stick with it. You have to be consistent. You yeah. have to show that consistency and just build and grow with your friends. Yeah. Um, and if your if your brand is that you're always changing, that's a great thing. But if yeah. your brand is that you're an R&B singer, then you're going to have to evolve in R&B, right? Yeah. Even if you want to go to anything else. True. People are going to always know you as the R&B singer. It's like if Trey Songs came out tomorrow as a rapper, it's not that it's so far-fetched, but it's just like, I... It's like that one time that Lil Wayne decided to do a rock album. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I mean... Like, you I, respect the artistry. I respect it. But also, but. Lil Wayne, like, Lil Wayne, the name, the brand, is a rapper. So anybody who knows... Lil Wayne is the moment they hear he's doing a rock album is going to be. I mean, people like, just uh, and of course you're going to people that, yeah. that support him, right? Yeah, but you clearly know that that was a, a, a an experiment. That yeah. was a trial run for him to just branch out and try and be an artist. But even he went back. He was like, "Cool, yeah. I did my thing. Now I'm going back to the lane that I created yep. in the rap game." Yep, and he's dominating that, and that's how he's, he's found success in that. Yeah, and. For me, I've reached a point with Najee, not to say that I'm like 100% popular or anything like that. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm not a celebrity or anything. Yeah. But I've reached a point creatively where I feel like Najee has kind of served its purpose for me in, in the sense that I really use it as a, 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 a birthday. Like, what's a, it's not a training grounds, but just like a, it's like a phase. A fer- fertile grounds. You know I mean? like, for, yeah. It's, it's, it was, it is a huge experiment to try and determine what I can do with my voice, with my instruments, with my talents, and figure out what lanes that belong in. Yeah. Um, and Najee, which sense. is why you've always heard me do random ass songs, you know, just because I really wanted to try. Yeah, there's never been a clear cut, Najee is this, because he isn't this, it isn't that. It was always just an experiment. So I'm getting to a point now where I am comfortable with giving it a direction and moving the other directions that I want to go into two separate projects because I want to do them justice and allow them to grow their brand as those those directions you mm-hmm. know Najee is so far spread out at this point that I, if I just go in one direction I'm gonna you know I'm gonna not offend but I'm gonna upset some people not that I, I it's not that I'm trying to cater to a specific audience or right. a specific people I'm not saying oh I'm gonna set, upset somebody so I, I shouldn't do this I just know that I personally am, am grow, have grown past my experimentation phase. Obviously, we're still I'm still experimenting, but I, I've grown past the point where I need to do as many things as possible. Right. And now I can p- kind of put it into a space where I know what direction Najee should be in, and I know what direction I want to go in with other projects and, and different projects and projects that are more meaningful to me. You know, it, it's it got to a point where Najee almost kind of felt like a, a day job, and it's I not that it isn't good. It's just like. When you start losing that sense of enjoyment from your work, that's a problem. You know that you're you're not in your highest space. Yeah. You're not doing something that's filling you. Yeah. You know, it might fulfill a check or a need for a check, but you, it, that's not your whole life. You need the fulfillment of your artistry. And I feel like it was just slowly moving away from that. And I was like, all right, I need to 
really identify what I want to do. And ultimately, that was to move away from being a solo act. Like, I've never really wanted to be a solo act. I've always wanted to be mm -hmm. in groups. I've always wanted to work behind the scenes with a team, you know. And, I feel you, man. And develop that. I feel you. Know? you. The, yeah, the, I mean, the only reason that I started the two projects that I did um, and, and did, like, quote-unquote, like a solo thing is because um, the group that I was with had ended and I still want to do music i mean i'm very passionate about music yeah. so i was just like I, I guess i have to do it on my own at this point in time um but i feel like I'm, i've always been i don't know just the collaborative space yeah. being in the same room with someone and creating music with somebody i mean that there's just there's nothing like that yeah. you know like that sort of spark or that magic that happens and i i think it's just it's lonely when you're by yourself. It really like, is. Like, it's super lonely when you're in your... And then, yeah, it's, like, fun to make music on your own, but at the same time, it's, and like... And some people what? need it, right? Yeah. Some people need yeah, that yeah. space. And it's not that I don't ever need space to make music alone. I'm not saying yeah. that. I, it's just... I've always pr appreciated that collaborative effort. Like, you know, yeah. utilizing everybody's skills, everybody's yeah. little influences and ticks that make this bigger thing than you could have yourself. Yep. Um, and that's just where I am, you know? So... What you're going to see over the time span of, you know, next year or this year into next year is just that shift. So Najee's going to be taking a back burner and I can't really name the other projects yet or even really speak about what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but know that they are going to be probably the most accurate depictions of who I am musically. Honestly, between the three, between Najee and 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 the other two projects, I'll say there are two projects that I'm working on. Um, mm. It's probably going to be the most accurate and healthy representation of me musically, the trifecta, if you will. Um, <laughs> and I'm excited about that. The holy know? trinity of Kenyatta. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I feel like that that's what's necessary for my artistry. That might not be necessary you. for everybody else. Yeah. They might be able to just stick with one, but for me. I find fulfillment in having outlets for very dark ideas or very light ideas or very playful ideas right. and not having to, you know, fit everything into one thing. I like everything having a place, you know, and, and you. people do, too. They like going yeah. to a, a specific person for a vibe. If you want to cry, you go to Frank Ocean. That's oh, yeah. Guaranteed. That's you guaranteed tears. <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure he wrote it on the album. There's a, there's a disclaimer. Guaranteed tears or your money back. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't go, you don't go to John Mayer to head yeah. bash. Like that's, no, 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 no. It's just not. I mean, if shit. it happens once, it's like, oh shit, that was dope. But yeah, that's not your intention. No, no, no. It's true. You know, and that's for me, I, I'm at the point where I can finally set that intention. For Najee, it was an experiment, and it yeah. continually will be. I'll still be putting out experimental things on Najee, but the other projects will really have a proper direction and that's mm. what i've wanted for the longest time mm -hmm. and they'll include vocals absolutely but definitely going to be more of the full spectrum of what i do and Amazing. you know what other people do too because it's Amazing. collaborative i think that's um honestly that's a that's a pretty brave thing to say Appreciate it's pretty it, brave yeah um, cause I, we were having this, this conversation over like coffee. You weren't drinking. I was drinking coffee <laughs> over my coffee. When I don't drink coffee, you were drinking wa tap water, municipal, municipal tap water, <laughs> get it at your tap nearest tap. Um, but yeah, we were having this conversation one day and, uh, I was actually working on this, this EP that I've, that I've been working on, 
Um, and I just felt like, I think I started the conversation off with you as just being like, you know, I just feel like I'm not putting everything that I am into this project. And I don't think that's a good thing. Right. And that just set off this whole chain of events of this conversation just evolving of just like, if you're not 100% into something, then you need to look at what's wrong with that and, and what and search for what you actually want to do. Because you should be 100% excited about the project that you're absolutely doing. You know, you should be like ecstatic just... And that should that would show in the music, and that would show in the artistry, and that would show in how everything else is portrayed within the brand, because it's being worked on like it's the most important thing. Right. And if it's not you know? the most important thing, it's it's that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. You know, it's time for a shift. It's time for a shift. It's, it's time, time for a change. You, you always want to in, in in life in general, like always aim for your highest self. Yeah. Right? If you're not being your highest, truest self in your in whatever the case, yeah. may be. but especially in your artistry, the thing that's Definitely. supposed to represent you and your creativity, like what are you doing? Yeah. And and again, that that highest self is very subjective. You know, Cardi True. B's highest self is an entirely different higher self, highest self than mine. Yeah. You know, she her highest self could genuinely be she just wants yeah. to talk about money. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> stripping and and having a great Yo, time. Oh, she she needs a jet. She needs room for her legs. Like if that's she your got a baby. Self, she needs cheese for that egg. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Run with that shit. If that is what makes you happy, yes, do that. Yeah. But if you're only doing that because of what it, you know, what it's supposed to be or what yeah. it should be or what yep. your team says, that's not it. That's yeah. not it. Change, shift. Do I know that. for myself, like I don't like writing music on my own. I just, I just don't like it, and I've done it for a while now, and I, it's just not my thing. I love collaborating too much, so for me, it's like finding a space. Where I can collaborate. I don't know why I said space really weird. <laughs> finding a spice. But, you know, finding finding a, a place where I'm more comfortable. And that's going to allow me to shine, you know, better than just doing things on my own. And if, if it's, yeah, if doing things, like Najee was saying, if doing things on your own is is how you prefer it, like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. You know, for most major artists... There are songs that they write fully themselves, and then there are songs where they collaborate with other people. You know, there are bands that constantly collaborate. Like, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you're most comfortable with that's going to push the artistry to the highest level. Yeah. Yeah. So, in closing, not even in closing. I mean, that, no. that's really all we have to say. It's yeah. just, you know, that I'm not quitting. I'm just shifting. Shift. Shifting. So you'll see, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, that being said, there are new yeah. projects coming from Najee uh, relatively soon. I'm not going to say when, but yeah. relatively soon. Um, and I'm going to be working on the other projects. So just stay tuned. And uh, if you have any questions, you know, show us love. Hex you, yeah. You know, hit us up <clears throat> on Thousand Story. Well, on the website, thousandstory.com. Yeah. Or... On our socials at Thousand Story underscore. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram. You know, let us know what you feel about it. Like what you feel about the whole indie versus major game. We're about streaming services, about me quitting, um, or if you want to hit us up directly. You know, you can find me at Mr. Naji Boy. That's M R N A J I B O Y. Yes, and you can find me at El Pontillo. That's E L P O N T I L L O. 
Hit me up you know, on there. But also, yo, leave us reviews. Like, yes. if you're on YouTube, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, turn your notifications on, some of that shit. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you know, send, yeah. us some, send us some stars. If it's one star, one star that shit. If it's five stars, five <laughs> star that shit. You know? Spotify, you can't really do anything on it. But no, no. wherever you can, just find a way to let us know how we're doing. Yeah. And we will continue to just be putting out information and spreading love and spreading knowledge and spreading stories from people we enjoy and yes. we work with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what do we got going on next episode? Of oh, shit, man. I completely forget every episode. I feel like... I feel like people are going to not believe me that I keep forgetting every episode, but like I get so invested in the things that we're talking about that I forget that this happens. <laughs> that's you why know. that's that's, that's yeah. why I do what I do. Uh, okay. Uh so next week we're actually going to be talking about, you know, how to turn your closet into a business on Depop, bitch. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> I never sold anything on Depop. Just disclaimer. These are just my theories. But um, I think it can be done. I think it could be done too. (laughs) But until next time, my name is Najee. My name is Luis. And this has been the Thousand Story Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Peace out. Later.